0: Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now, your host, Keith Stensis. And welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda. East Africa, right here on the equator, and if you want to find out where we live, uh, just follow the equator all the way over to uh, Uganda, East Africa. We live about 30 miles south of the equator, and uh, we live in an area that is amazing uh, temperature-wise. Uh, I tell you, I look at some of you guys, man, especially uh, our three children there in Austin, Texas. I think they've had. Man, probably three weeks worth of temperatures every day in the hundreds, and I I just cannot imagine that kind of heat. Um, I saw uh, the other day, uh, just last week, where there was one particular day where the heat index was 108 118. I just man, I cannot believe that. And uh, a lot of people have the idea that uh, living on the equator uh, is very hot, and uh, in most places it probably is. Uh, but where we live, uh, we live at a higher elevation, and uh, right next to Lake Victoria, the second largest freshwater lake in the world. And uh, and so because of that, we get a lot of wind and a lot of cool breeze off of that. And so our temperatures uh, year round. Uh, pretty much in the 70s and 80s. Uh, every once in a while we get up in the 90s, but uh, temperature-wise, you could not ask for a better place. I thank the Lord so much uh, that I live here. It is a an environment well worth living in, and I'm thankful that the Lord has put us here. Now, there's a lot of other challenges that we have here that maybe other people don't have in other parts of the world, uh, but the weather is definitely uh, something that is very, very, very enjoyable here. And so if you want to just get away, Uh, Maybe you are in the dead of winter or maybe you are in the heat of the summer and uh, you want to just take a couple weeks and serve the Lord in an area where the temperature is beautiful. uh, Let me encourage you to come over. Amen. We'd love to have you over here visiting us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord and that is the theme of our podcast here Uh, always abounding always looking forward to to opportunities uh, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in a better way in a more productive way Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back soon and uh, the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour it could be tomorrow it could be next week it could be in 10 years it could be in 100 years I don't know Uh, but but uh, it just seems to indicate I, and again I'm not uh, I am not a prophecy expert and, and I would not be the I would not even dare to presume that that I would say that uh, things in this world are lining up you know for the tribulation period I would not even presume to do that but uh, it, it, just taking a casual look, at, uh, what is going on in our world today? And, and again, maybe uh, the Apostle Paul and, the, and and they probably saw that same thing. They probably had that same desire. There's no doubt been many others uh, that uh, had bad times in their lifetime and they thought, man, this is the Lord's got to come back. The Lord's got to come back. And so anyway, I don't know, but uh, I just know this. I just know this, that the world we live in today, especially our country of America, uh, it is a absolute mess. And uh, and it's not going to get better. I'm just telling you, it's not going to get better. I don't care who uh, gets in the White House, it is not going to get better. There might be a reprieve and uh, we might have a, a bit of a lull if you would, uh, but the Bible says it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And I'm not here to discourage you at all. Uh, I'm just here to say that uh, this is not a time uh, to rest. This is not a time to sit back. This is a time to get busy for God and uh, look for every opportunity that we can to serve the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to the best of our ability. Well, we've got a lot of things going on. I ask that you continue to pray uh, for our situation of getting a well drilled up in Calido. Uh, continue to pray about that. We are in the process of getting some final papers uh, with the head offices there at the Ministry of Water and Environment. And uh, so right now we're just kind of waiting on them we've done everything that we can do uh, as far as making the applications turning everything in and so really pray uh, God has provided the money uh, the money is there uh, the the company is willing to do it they've already done the survey uh, the water is down there uh, we're just we're, we're just ready to pull the trigger all we need is two letters. That's all we need is two letters of permission and uh, if we can get those two letters of permission then uh, we can drill that well and then have all the water that we can use up there at our training facility uh, there in Calido at the Barnabas Baptist Bible Training Center. Uh, continue if you would and I'll keep mentioning this until uh, it gets approved. Continue to pray for our residency permit. Uh, that's supposed to be approved hopefully by the end of July and uh, if that gets approved we should have another another 10 years, uh, to serve the Lord here in Uganda in a legal way. And so really, really pray about that. We just had uh, brother, Mike Keenan and uh, brother, uh, Kevin McCoy visit us from operation renewed hope. And, uh, it was a blessing having them here. And, uh, they came over to plan the, uh, future clinic. We have, uh, Uh, It's not really been every year, although they've come 12 times, and many times it was every year. Uh, They came the year before this last one, and uh, we had a great medical clinic there, and uh, then we skipped a year, and then they're coming this year. We're going to be going to Nabi Awanga, and uh, the Faith Baptist Church, Pastor Innocent in Kutuziza, and uh, so pray about that. That uh, is going to be the the second week of October, the second week of October, and uh, so if you have some prayer request uh, next to our name. I would encourage you uh, to uplift that prayer request because uh, that is a big event. Normally, we have thirty to forty uh, doctors and nurses and helpers come over, and they have to be fed and transported. And uh, but the the benefit of it, I mean, we literally have seen thousands of people saved as a result of the Operation Renewed Hope medical clinics. And uh, so we are so glad we're so privileged to be able to partner with them and uh, and be able to let them help us uh, with medical needs, be able to bring people in so that we are able to preach to them and uh, give them the gospel and Lord willing, add them to the church. So several things to pray for, and uh, we I would really, really appreciate that. Don't forget also, uh, I want to just make this announcement. I've, I've tried to make our podcast a little more interactive, and uh, so I want to hear more from you. Uh, on our website, kstensisfamily.com, we have added a link at the bottom of the homepage right next to the podcast link, and the podcast, or the the button or the link is just simply called interact and uh, you can click on that button and uh, you can interact directly with this podcast and uh, maybe have a question about our ministry, uh, that, uh, that we can answer that I can answer on this podcast. Maybe what we're doing over here, what we're trying to accomplish, uh, maybe have a Bible question, something maybe I've said that maybe was not clear, something that might need to be clarified, uh, or maybe something new. I don't, I don't know what that might be. Uh, but, uh, Maybe something that uh, you would like to see discussed on this podcast, um, or maybe you just want to say hello and uh, and uh, maybe send a greeting to somebody or something of that nature. But whatever it is, I'd sure encourage you to interact with our podcast. And so, just simply click on the interact button, and uh, you will interact with this podcast and uh, and have it instead of just be. Me all the time. We can have you uh, be involved in well uh, as well in this podcast. Well, in our last podcast, we started a a uh, lesson, if you would, or a message uh, called "Living Life with Others' Consequences." Living life with others' consequences, and we we just briefly, and again, I'm not going to reteach it because I've got to finish up uh, what we started in the last podcast. But uh, we just briefly mentioned that. Life, our life today is not just a result of our decisions. But our life today is a result of our parents' decisions, our grandparents' decisions, our great-great-grandparents' decisions. Um, our life today is many times uh, uh, as a result of the way our government is, the way the laws of the land are. Uh, in many cases, uh, we are today socially uh, what we are as a result of our culture, as a result of uh, our society around us. And, and and there's those things in life uh, that we just simply cannot do anything about. And uh, and so it does not do any good to complain. It doesn't do any good to murmur. Uh, It doesn't do any good to try to be bitter uh, about the past or bitter about where you are today. Uh, You just simply need to have the right attitude about it and realize, yes, I may be suffering under other people's consequences, uh, but I need to make sure that I have the right attitude going through it. And uh, so if you have not already listened to the previous, podcast, I would encourage you just to stop this one right now and uh, go back and listen to the last podcast, that's uh, Living Life with Others' Consequences, part number one, and uh, go back and listen to that one first, then come into this one, and it will make a lot more sense to you. Uh, but again, the background is uh, we're, we're looking at the life of Caleb, and uh, Caleb uh, was one of the spies that went into, the land, uh, went into Canaan to spy out the land. They were sent by Moses uh, from Kadesh Barnea. And uh, Caleb was one of two that brought back a good report. They came back by faith. They came back believing God. And uh, they believed that they could conquer the land. And there was ten men who did not believe and brought back an evil report and uh, because of that evil report it brought uh, the congregation of Israel to murmuring and complaining against Moses and basically led a revolt against the man of God and so result of that uh, God killed all those 10 spies because of their unbelief and uh, then God sent all of the children of Israel into the wilderness to wander for 40 years, one year for every day that they experienced explored Canaan or surveyed Canaan. Uh, they were there for 40 days. And so God says, all right, you surveyed for 40 days. I'm going to make you wander for 40 years. And, uh, and then on top of that, all of those uh, at the time that they sent in the spies, all of those 20 years and older would die in the wilderness. I cannot imagine that just wandering and wandering, waiting to die and, uh, and, and that, sadly, sadly, uh, I find so many people, even Christians, uh, that wander in life because they're under the consequences of others, and yet they, they don't have any life, they don't have any joy, they don't have any walk with God, they're just wandering in the wilderness waiting to die. Uh, I cannot imagine living life like that. And so when we look at the life of Caleb, we find here a man of God who said, you know what? For the next 40 years, I am going to have to live my life under other people's consequences. And uh, so, but I am determined I am not going to be bitter. I'm not going to blame anybody. I'm not going to blame the man of God. I'm not going to blame the people that were responsible for it. I am going to rise above that. And there's going to be something in my life that is going to make me better for the Lord Jesus Christ, even though I have had to suffer under other people's consequences. And so, uh, in our last podcast, We looked at a couple things regarding Caleb. Uh, We saw in verse number nine that he kept his eyes on the promises of God. We're in Joshua chapter 14, Joshua chapter 14. And uh, we saw in verse number nine that he kept his eyes on the promises of God. The Lord promised Caleb, you will go into the land and you will get your inheritance. And it will not only be for you, but it will be for your children as well. And uh, so he kept his eyes on the promises of God. Then we saw secondly in verse number 10 and 11 that he kept his strength in the Lord. The Bible says that his strength at the age of 85 years old was the same as his strength when he was 40 years old. In other words, as an 85 year old man, he was still out there welding his sword and and throwing his spear and out there fighting with the best of them uh, at the age of 85 years old. And again, the only way that that could happen is the grace of God. That is it. There, there is no way that an 85-year-old man can have the strength of a 40-year-old man to be able to do what a 40-year-old man can accomplish. But he says, I am this day as strong as I was in the day that Moses sent us into the land. And so we said, uh, very simply, if you are going to get through life without being bitter, if you're going to get through life without blaming others for the situation or the condition uh, that you find yourself in right now, you've got to keep your eyes on the promises of God, and you've got to keep your strength in the Lord. Now I want you to see the third thing. The third thing that we find about Caleb that helped him get through his life suffering under other people's consequences. I want you to notice here uh, three different times he mentions something here. Look in verse number eight. The Bible says, Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse number nine. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because... Thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Look down at verse number 14. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kinsanite, unto this day because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Israel, And I can't tell you how many, three times in this chapter, and yet, uh, and many times back in the book of Numbers, every time this story is mentioned, every time Caleb is mentioned, it brings out this fact about Caleb's life in that he wholly followed the Lord. And so that is a third thing that I think we need to learn from Caleb's life. When we find ourselves living life with others' consequences, we need to keep wholly following the Lord. The Lord. Now, you say, well, Moses was the leader in, in the first part of, of Caleb's life. That is true. And, and then later on, the leadership changed, and then Joshua is the leader. And uh, so Joshua was Caleb's leader for a small portion of his life. Yet he didn't keep his eyes on the leader. He didn't keep his eyes on Moses. He didn't keep his eyes on Joshua. They were not his hope. They were not his confidence. They were not uh, the one that he was uh, trusting their promise. Promises. He had his eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. He was trusting the promises of God. His strength did not come from Moses. His strength did not come from Joshua. His strength came from the Lord. And as a result of that, we find a man who wholly followed the Lord his God. His eyes were on the Lord. In those 40 years, as they're following Moses and Joshua around uh, through the wilderness and in, then Canaan, into Canaan land, uh, as he's following these men, he's following these men as they follow God. God. He's following men as they follow God. Listen, again, we have to understand we live in a fallen world. And in a fallen world, we have fallen men. And unfortunately, we have good men that fall. We have mighty men that fall. And if your eyes are on men, if your eyes are on what men can do for you when they fall, when they get out of line, you're going to do the same. And I'm just here today to challenge you that, listen, no matter what life has given you, no matter what cards have been dealt in your life, you've got to keep your eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone. It does not matter what happens with your pastor. It does not matter what happens with another missionary. It does not matter what happens with another family member. It doesn't matter what happens in life. Keep following the Lord. Now, notice in all of these, he uses this, uh, this adverb here, holy. Holy. He wholly followed the Lord. The word holy there uh, means entirely, completely, perfectly. He followed the Lord with all of his heart. Can I say this today? Situations do not change the truth. Situations do not catch God by surprise. You and I must keep doing right and follow the Lord no matter what no matter what our 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 world is in no matter who is in the white house no matter no matter what laws are passed that that go against the word and the counsel of god no matter what happens we've got to keep our eyes on the lord listen we live in a fallen world that is led by fallen people and so therefore we are undoubtedly without any doubt we are undoubtedly going to find ourselves suffering under other people's consequences. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm living for God, and I love God, and I serve God, and so why are these bad things happening to me? Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world today that is suffering the consequences of sin, and you and I are caught up in the consequences of that sin. And there's nothing we can do about it. You can get bitter. You can, you can uh, blame. You can, you can do whatever you want to do. And I'm just saying today, I want to go through, uh, if I have to find myself living under the consequences of others, I want to go through life and come out on the other side better for it. I want to keep my eyes on the promises of God. I want to keep my strength in the Lord. I want to keep wholly following the Lord. Now, you might say, how in the world do you wholly follow? Follow the Lord. How do you wholly follow the Lord? Well, I, there's not a whole lot about Caleb's life that we know about as far as his spiritual, spiritual relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, but I do know that in God's Word, especially in the New Testament for the church, uh, God has given us some very clear instructions on how we are to follow the Lord. And so quickly, I want to give you four areas in your life that need to be in your life if you are going to wholly follow the Lord, if you're going to wholly follow the Lord. Look in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. We'll come back uh, to Joshua chapter 14 uh, in just a little bit. But go to Matthew chapter 4, and I want to just show you four areas that need to be in your life, they need to be in my life, if we can say, like Caleb, uh, God has blessed me, God has been there for me because I wholly followed the Lord. Look at Matthew chapter 4 and uh, look in verse number 18. The Bible says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, watch this, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. May I say the first thing about following the Lord wholly, it will be evident in your soul winning. It'll be evident in your soul winning. If you are wholly following the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be a soul winner. That's the whole reason that we exist as a church, is so that we can be equipped for the work of the ministry, so that we can go out and and work the work of reconciliation and bringing men to God. That is that is the work that we need to be doing. And so you say, hey, do, do, am I wholly following the Lord? Am I uh, Though life has been tough for me and though life has been difficult for me, am I wholly following the Lord? in the middle of this life? Well, are you a soul winner? If you're following the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're following the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be a soul winner. Uh, The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, and verse number 8, he says, but ye shall be witnesses unto me. After that, the Holy Spirit of God has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. Ye shall be witnesses. That's the whole reason why uh, we have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling us, that he can empower us to go out and preach the gospel of Jesus to a lost and dying world. So a person who is wholly fallen, Lord, is a person who is a soul winner. Look in Matthew chapter eight. I'll show you the second one. And you could you could preach or teach an entire uh, message just on these uh, four areas here. Look in Matthew chapter eight and uh, look in verse number nineteen. Look in verse number nineteen. A certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my Father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead. Bury the dead. Can I say, secondly, if you're following the Lord wholly, if you're wholly following the Lord, it will be evident in your service. It'll be evident in your service. He said, this man says, hey, I'll follow you wherever you go, but first of all, let me go bury my father. And and the Lord was not being don't don't misunderstand the Lord here. He was not being inconsiderate. It's not that the man's uh, father was already dead. It's just this this man was saying, hey, let me take care of my family first, and let me make sure that everything's taken care of when my father dies, and then I'll follow you, and then I'll then I'll serve you, and then I'll then I'll be with you. And, and Jesus said, hey, let the dead bury their dead. Let the let let life take care of itself. You serve me. You follow me. Don't wait for everything to line up the way that you think it needs to line up before you follow me. You determine in your life, today, I am going to follow Lord Jesus Christ, and in following him, I will serve him. Look in John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse number 26. John chapter 12. And uh, verse number 26, we see the same principle there. John chapter 12 and verse number 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Listen to me today. You cannot wholly follow the Lord and not serve him. What, what are you involved in? We, we always say always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's the theme of this podcast. You cannot wholly follow the Lord without serving him. Now again, the problem is, is, we get so wrapped up in this life that we live in today that that we get consumed with with trying to better our status. We get consumed with trying to better our situation, and and we want uh, we want to increase our wealth, and we want to increase our possessions because we don't want to be like everybody else. And 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 so life is all about things, and all all about pleasure, and all about money, and all about this, and all about that. And he's saying, "Listen, your life needs to be about serving me." Again, you can get bitter, you can start blaming people, or you can wholly follow the Lord. And listen, I I, I don't have everything that I would like to have. I don't. I, I was talking to the uh, the guys in Calito just this past week, and 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 I was telling them, I said, "Listen, you know, uh, when I think about this." Uh, this submarine or this uh submersible uh that just uh collapsed in on itself that was down there looking at uh at, at the titanic and uh and i and i looked at the, and i look at these guys that are going down there and they're the 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 ship all right this ship has been under the water for 110 years uh, i think more than that more than 110 years Now, well, maybe not quite a hundred. I think it sunk in uh, 1919, something like that. Anyway, over a hundred years, that ship has been under the water. It's a ship. What is so special about the ship? All right. Uh, The only thing I can think of is uh, either the ship was just made popular because of a movie or the ship was popular because somebody said that only God could sink this ship. I don't know what it is. You know how many hundreds of thousands of ships have sunk all around this world? What is so important about the Titanic? What is so important about this ship? But anyway, uh, you have all these, this this ship two miles underneath the surface of the water and, and guys are going down there with a submersible, looking at a sunken ship, and you know how much they paid each person to look at a sunken ship that's been underwater for 100 years? $250,000 apiece. There was a father-son on that ship uh, that perished. Uh, that means they would have had to pay $500,000 for a 10-hour journey to look at a sunken ship. Now, I'm just here to tell you, I could build a lot of church buildings for $250,000. I could build a lot of church buildings for $500,000. We could print a lot of Bibles, and we could, we could print gospel tracts, and, and boy, the, what we could do with that kind of money. And and so I can sit back and I can say, well, how come I wasn't raised in a rich home like that, and how come I don't have that kind of money in my account, and 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 we can get bitter, and we can we can blame other people, and we can say, man, I just can't I I can't do what I or I wish I could do if I just had that money, if I just had this education, if I just had this family. Listen, stop looking and blaming other people for your condition and where you are. Stop trying to stop being bitter about how life has treated you. And get busy serving God. Holy follow Him. Holy follow the Lord. Get behind the Lord and say, God, I am going to follow you and I'm going to do what you want me to do. And I'm just telling you today, if you follow Him wholly, you will not only be a soul winner, but you will serve Him with all of your heart. What do we mean by holy follow the Lord? Look at Matthew chapter 16. Matthew and chapter number 16. And look in verse number 24, Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 24. The Bible says, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. May I say, Holy, fallen the Lord not only involves your soul winning, it not only involves your service, but it will involve your sacrifice. It involves taking up the cross, whatever cross that might be. Every one of us bear different crosses. Every one of us bear different types of, of difficulties in our life. And, and God says, listen, if you want to follow me, you pick up the cross, you deny yourself, deny the, what the flesh wants, deny that the pleasures that your flesh wants, deny the life that your, that your life wants, and follow me. Sacrifice yourself in order to follow me. Look in John 21. I like this story. I, I laugh every time I look at this story, but sadly it, it, it reminds so much sometimes of myself. But notice what the Bible says in verse number 18. Uh, John chapter 21, verse number 18, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. So Jesus Christ is giving a prophecy here, telling Peter, hey, listen, your life is going to end in crucifixion. You are going to be hung on a cross just like I was hung on a cross. But notice what Jesus said. He said, this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. Then Peter turned about, seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, who is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus, saying to him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Now, would you be be willing to follow the Lord if you knew, if you knew it was going to end in crucifixion? I can't imagine every time that Peter was was put in prison, and every time that Peter got beaten. I, I wonder if Peter thought, "Is this the day of my crucifixion?" He knew it. Jesus told him that, and yet we find Peter knowing in his mind, "I am going. My life is going to end in crucifixion," and yet knowing that, I am going to keep following Him. I'm going to wholly follow the Lord. I'm just telling you that takes sacrifice. That takes a willingness to give up yourself, give up your ambitions, give up your desires, give up uh, the, 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 the things that you think life ought to be about and sacrifice yourself to wholly follow the Lord. Let me give you the final thing here. Uh, look in First Peter chapter 2. The book of First Peter and chapter number 2. The end of your New Testament there, First Peter chapter number 2. And look in verse number 21, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 21. The Bible says, For even here were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. The Bible says, They that live godly in Christ shall suffer. Think it not strange when you suffer tribulation. Hey, life for the believer is going to be about Suffering. That's what it means to wholly follow the Lord. You are not wholly following the Lord if you're not suffering. You say, how do you know that? The Bible says they that live godly shall suffer. Now, you may not have physical persecution, but you may be going through verbal persecution. You may be going through slanderous persecution, but you will suffer persecution if you are following the Lord in a holy following the Lord. He says, this is what I've told you. You will follow in my steps. You will suffer. And so a person who is wholly followed the Lord, is. it will be seen in their soul winning, it will be seen in their service, it will be seen in their sacrifice, and it will be seen in their suffering. Quickly, let's go back to Joshua chapter 14. I want to give you the final thing here, Joshua chapter 14. We're talking about living life with others' consequences, living life with others' consequences. Consequences. We said, first of all, Caleb kept his eyes on the promises of God. We've got to do that. Secondly, Caleb kept his strength in the Lord. His strength was not abated. We've got to trust the grace of God. We've got to apply the grace of God in our life. Number three, we've got to keep wholly following the Lord. Keep wholly following the Lord. Let's look at the fourth thing. Look in verse number 12. Verse number 12. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, Give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakins were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. May I say number four? What do I what what, what do I need to be doing when I'm living life with others' consequences? We need to keep fighting the battles. Keep fighting fighting the battles. Notice the Bible says that Joshua or that Caleb was 40 years old when he spied out the land. He spent another 40 years wandering the wilderness suffering on the people's consequences and then for the last 5 years he's been battling He's been fighting under Joshua, gaining, conquesting the uh, Canaan land, ca- conquesting the promised land, getting the inheritance for everyone. And so now he's 85 years old. And finally he's able to say, Now, Lord, give me this mountain that you promised me. Give me this mountain you promised me. And notice the Bible says, and Joshua blessed him and gave him to Caleb the son of Jephthuni, Hebron, for an inheritance. May I say lastly? What, what do you do? What do you do when you live life with others' consequences? Do we blame others? Do we get bitter? No, we keep fighting. Keep fighting the battles. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hey, we are in a battle. We cannot sit back. We're in the battle for the souls of mankind. We're in a battle against the world. We're in a battle against Satan. We have got to keep fighting the battle. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3 and 4, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of, of strongholds. Listen, we're, we're fighting a spiritual battle. What did Paul say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 6 and 7? He says, I have fought a good fight, I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. Paul knew that life was a battle. After 40 years of wandering in the wilderness under other people's consequences, he still had to fight for five years to find that rest, to find that inheritance that had been promised to him years and years and years ago. we got to keep fighting. We can't sit down. We can't give up. Uh, uh, More than ever, we need more missionaries. More than ever, we need more solid Bible-believing churches. More than ever, we need more of God's people to stand up in the workplace and stand up in the marketplace and stand up in the neighborhoods and the communities going out door-to-door knocking, preaching, visiting visitors, doing everything we can to reach this world for Jesus Christ. We are in a battle And we've got to fight that battle. We've got to stay true to the battle. We've got to fight till the end, just like the apostle Paul did, where he's on his deathbed. He's about ready to lose his head. And he says, I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. Can we say that? Caleb says that. He says, I fought a good fight. I'm ready for my inheritance. I'm ready for my land. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I'm ready for my inheritance. I'm ready for the land that God has promised me, an eternal land in the heavens. we got to keep fighting the battle. You know what is very interesting to me? What is very interesting to me is that Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb. Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, and Hebron, if you remember, became one of the cities of refuge. One of the cities of refuge, one of those places that people who had either been falsely accused or one of those people, one of those places where when people made mistakes, they could come and they could find rest and, and not be, uh, they would not have to succumb to the vengeance of other people. It was a place of refuge all because of a man who said, I am not going to get bitter. I'm not going to. I'm not going to blame other people. I'm not going to blame the leader. I'm not going to be mad at God. Yes, I'm suffering the consequences of other people. But I am going to keep my eyes on the promises of God. I am going to keep my strength in the Lord. I am going to keep following the Lord. And I'm going to keep fighting the battles until I get my inheritance. And the the legacy, the legacy that Caleb left behind was a city of refuge a city where people could come to and 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 find help a city that people could come to and find relief and find protection a city of refuge what are you doing today you 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 know, we again I, I mentioned this in our previous podcast, but we, we live in a world today where everybody is seeking to blame everybody else. We want to find out whose fault is whose fault is it that I'm the way I am? My sister showed me a a video the other day, and it, if, if if it wasn't true, it would be so ludicrous. As a matter of fact, a lot of people thought it was joking, but found out it was actually true. This woman, this woman who is, uh, I think she's right around twenty years old. She she is suing her parents for birthing her. And the sad thing about it is that she won the case. Her parents had to pay her five thousand dollars a month because she did not want to be born and she did not want to be in the situation with. And so, finally, her parents had to appeal the uh, the verdict, and it was overturned. And so now, this woman is complaining and saying, "Oh, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't have any money, and now I have to get a job. And now, what, what, what is going on in our world today? We're in a mess." And sadly, it's coming into Christianity today where instead of focusing on what we need to be doing for God, instead of abounding in the work of the Lord, we're trying to find out whose fault it is for why I'm in the situation I'm in today. And we get bitter against God. We get bitter against people. We get bitter against the preacher. We get bitter against everybody else when we should be putting our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, trusting his promises, walking in his strength, following him, and keep Fighting the battles. Keep fighting the battles. And so what do you do when you have to live life with others' consequences? Well, we just looked at the life of Caleb. And there's a man for 40 years of his life, almost half of his life was spent suffering consequences of other people's decisions. And yet he did not get down. And he became a man today that we admire and we respect as a godly, God-fearing man. May God help us to be a Caleb. May God help us to live life properly, even though we may be living with others consequences. Amen. Well, thank you so much for your attention. I hope this has been a help and a blessing to you an encouragement to you. I know it was to me. And uh, I tell you what, uh, I, I just, I love God's word and I love how, I mean, I've read that story so many times and yet, God just shows you some new things from a new perspective. And uh, so I hope and pray that it's been a help and an encouragement to you. Don't forget, if you have not done so already, uh, please subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't done so, uh, just uh, hit that uh, subscribe button on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Every Friday, uh, we upload a new podcast for your uh, encouragement and benefit. Uh, if you're using social media, let me encourage you, if you don't mind, uh, share the link uh, to our podcast with your friends and family. Maybe we can be a help and a blessing to them as well. That would be such an encouragement uh, to them, I know. Uh, and also, don't forget about that new button that we have put on our website, uh, Keith or kstensisfamily.com. kstensisfamily.com is the uh, new, we put an interact button there so you can interact with the podcast and uh, put put... in there uh, some questions you might have about uh, the podcast or about our ministry here, about the Word of God, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, That way you can be involved in this podcast in a personal way. Way. Well, thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, without you, we could not do the work of the ministry. And uh, you are a vital, integral part of everything we do here uh, in Uganda. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your prayers and your support. Keep praying for us. Keep praying for our residency permit. Keep praying that God gives us the health that we need to keep on going and uh, continue to reach people here in Uganda with the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as training men and women for the ministry. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.